Welcome to IP Frequently. IP Frequently is brought to you by Dominion Harbor Enterprises and is sponsored by IPedia. IPedia, innovation clarity that provides real, actionable patent intelligence. Join our hosts, David Pridham and Brad Sheaf, advancing the issues of intellectual property. Hey folks, we are pleased and proud to once again be back at Nick and Sam's where no one does a finer job of, of hosting in any event, but certainly for this podcast and the Nick and Sam's right here in Park Cities. So we're pleased to be back. Uh, we're pleased to be a part of, uh, of their activity. They seem to be at least reasonably pleased to be a and, part and, of our And activity. they've opened their arms up and they made us feel like a family. And last time we were here, you'll remember... St. Patrick's Day, which was oh, a, right. a great a great time, and mm-hmm. they've invited us back, so we're we're thankful to them again opening their arms to us. And let me just say at the outset, for those of you sports fans out there, what an NCAA tournament! I mean, can you believe it? No, it was fantastic. Probably one of the best ones I've seen in in some time. The the, yeah. the level of competition and the way it ended. I mean, you got it. Yeah, no, I mean it was one of the better ones I've seen in the last twelve months for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Does it come up every March? It seems like it does. It once in a while. Yeah. yeah that leap year is different. But I think we're here today to talk about a, um, a, a, a topic that um, folks all over near and dear to our hearts in, in many different areas, right? Mm-hmm. You, hear, you hear about the gold standard in certain businesses, right? You hear about the gold standard in certain sports teams. So it's, you know, for example, the, 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 they, they use the phrase Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. to uh, indicate the top four um, uh, people in a given business, right? So if I say Mount Rushmore of NFL football, people are immediately going to go, okay, Tom Brady, Julian Edelman, Steve Grogan, the four, right, of the best of all time. And so, and, and, and what we want to do here today is we want to come up with a couple of lists with you and I, because we're somewhat smart and good-looking guys. Somewhat. Although yeah, somewhat. Present there, company yeah. excluded. Um, we want to come up with a list of the four best people in IP from Soup to Nuts, inventors, yeah. um, uh, circuit court judges, copyright scholars, um, and then the, so the Mount Rushmore of IP, and then on the other side we want to come up with a Mount with less. Correct. Okay. The, 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 the list of the folks in IP who we wish weren't there. The yeah, Mount Rush less. Can we use a bigger mountain for that? You, yeah, you're saying okay. the Mount Everest. Yeah. Mount Everest would be easier. If you make that each head only like a foot, like 12 inches by 12 inches, it might fit on Mount Everest. That's another, that's another one we could do another time is physically the biggest heads in IP. Not the smartest people, but physically the biggest. The, just the largest craniums of, yeah, in IP. Flesh. Yeah. <laughs> that does sound like a good time. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll pick that up and run with it at yeah. some point. So, uh, do you want to? You want me to start, or you? And by the start? way, for those of you that would like to hear that, f- please feel free to submit hat sizes for uh, people you know that happen to be in IP. We'll take anything from an eight and a half up. Will be the uh, the opening bid for you, largest you, heads. You know what? You don't see any more fitted caps. Remember the old no, days? It's unfortunate. A fitted ball cap. Yes. And you'd feel special. Yes. And inevitably, it was the worst, most uncomfortable thing you'd ever put on your head. Mm-hmm. You could put a you could put a a, a, a hawk. A rabid hawk on your head, and it would be less painful than one of those fitted hats that you would get at the ballpark. Just trying to picture a rabid hawk. Rabid. Yeah, that's yeah. just any. It's like foaming at the mouth. Any you know, raptor. Tongue sticking out. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Teeth bared. Correct. But fitted cap day. Remember the Seinfeld episode, fitted cap day. <laughs> the old George Costanza. I do. But I do. so so we're looking for. You know, we're looking for the folks that we're going to put on the Mount Rushmore. 
Okay. And then Mount Rush last, the Costanzas okay. of IP, and okay. then the Seinfelds of IP. Okay. So far, so good. Yeah. So where would you like to go with uh, the Mount Rushmore? I think Why don't this we one's start actually going to be Rush. tougher. Let's start with the Mount Rushmore. Okay. And I think when, when you think about um, invention, uh-huh. um, and you think about technology, and you think about, you know, focused on what we know, right, which is this country. Yeah. Hmm. Um, this country being the United States of America. Yeah, and putting aside all of the theories about the Russian influence, because I do, one of these episodes, I do want to get into the Russian influence in the IP Hall of Fame voting. No, that's clear. Because they clearly hacked that. Must Clearly, have. clearly. I mean, if, if, and I'm going to say, just for the record, if one more person gets on the air and starts talking, so nitwit gets on the air and starts talking about the Russian influence in anything, I'm going to fucking kill them. A dunderhead. I'm going to fucking kill them. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, literally, I'll back bring you up on their necks, a moron. Yeah, I, I, no, and and it includes some of the people, you know, there's nothing more annoying also than when you follow someone in the IP space because they have whatever, right? They're going to they're gonna give an article, they're going to they're gonna tweet, so you follow me on Twitter, right? Okay, yeah. And, and, and because you don't tweet. I don't. No. But um, you follow them because you expect that when something happens in IP, they're going to tell you. Hmm. And then you get this fucktard who's going to literally tweet out some, how they feel about Trump's executive order on this or that. Okay, if I want the fucking news, I will turn on C fucking NN, right? If I want to listen to someone pontificate really? about the news or about something that's going on, I'll, I'll go to that appropriate channel. I don't, okay. give a fu- I don't give a fuck what Mark Lemley thinks about what's going on in the world, okay, except IP. So, tell you what, tweet, let me just... Wait a minute, tweet you don't about, give a fuck about what Mark Lemley thinks about IP. I, I understand that. Okay. T- tweet, you can tweet about IP, but for everything else, you're not qualified to shut the fuck up. How about that for a rule? I can live with that rule. Yeah, that's a good rule. Okay, I can and live with that rule And that should be enforced, easily. don't you think? How By you someone. Think, how do you think that should be enforced? Painfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't see me tweeting about things like that. Right? Every once in a while, I'll throw out like a Bucky Dent picture, right? And why not? Just to keep people okay. honest. And why not? UL Washington. You right. Know, chewing on his, on his toothpick at second base for the Kansas City Rods. That type of thing, sure. But you're not, you're not claiming to be an expert on no, toothpicks, not telling the Royals, or second base. Who cares? Shut up, tweet about IP, and keep your fucking head down. Monster head, in this case. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. again, that's a different podcast. You're right. Caution right. you there. We don't want to. Yeah, we don't want to get ourselves. Above the net, na- different podcast. Different podcast. We'll get there. Yeah. So okay, the um, the Mount Rushmore of IP. Uh, it was a long-winded way of saying Thomas Edison. Do we oh, agree? Yeah. He belongs okay. up there. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Not only do you have a prestigious inventor. Uh, but someone who understood the value of IP and the IP system and knew how to play that game to his advantage and was therefore able to continue to keep a stable, see what I did there, mm-hmm. of engineers in his employ to sort of have the first uh, you know, invention workshop that was designed to get IP on the books and continue to promote uh, his business. So yeah, I think, uh, I think Thomas Edison for sure belongs on the Mount Rushmore of IP. Uh, I'm going to say, kind of sticking with the old school theme, I'm going to go Thomas Jefferson. He was the first Secretary of State, and in that capacity, was also overseeing the, the nascent U.S. Patent Office, and as one of the founding fathers, saw the importance of a robust patent system as a quid pro quo between the public and inventors to create an economy for innovation. And uh, absent 
Jefferson obviously had some qualms with the whole idea of a patent that you can see in some of his letters. He stood behind the system. He thought that the reward was greater than the risk. And absent a, a thinker like Thomas Jefferson, uh, we may not have the patent system that we have today. I agree with that. So we've got two. We've got Edison and, and, and Jefferson. So um, I think next we need to venture out of the um, realm of the United States, the, so the safety of the harbor of the U.S., so to speak. Such as it is. How about, how about Leonardo da Vinci, one of the greatest inventors oh, of sure. all time? Sure. And also one of the greatest artists of all time. You know, I've made it a lifelong dream, uh. goal of mine. Uh -huh. It is a dream, but it is also a goal to see all of the Da Vinci paintings. Have you, uh, where are you on that? Well, we're at Nick and Sam's in Park Cities. And have you seen any Da Vinci paintings here? At Nick and Sam's? Yeah. Now, take a look around, take a look around. We'll wait, we'll wait. I, I'm not sure, there's one behind you, and we'll put this up on the website so the folks can see it at home. But there, there's one behind you that appears to be a chicken. A chicken? Was that a not chicken a, or not a Da Vinci chicken? Presumably. I mean, I could be a Da Vinci. Do you, do you, what do you think? Let me look. Ew. You know what? That could be a chicken, actually. Now. That also looks like... Remember Remember so, rerun yeah. from what's happening? It also kind of looks like him if you tilt your head to the left. Yeah, you, gotta, you your do other, have to do that. Sort your of, other left. You do have to yep. sort of do that head tilt. It's sort of a combination chicken rerun peacock... Hey, what do you think about doing a Rorschach test for anyone that wants a patent? And if you don't pass, you don't get it. Even if you have the greatest invention that's going to benefit mankind. How do you pass the Rorschach? That's the point. Okay. That's the genius of my plan. So that no one would get a patent or everyone would get a patent? Well, no. If it's a really good idea, okay. you just fail them and you take the patent for yourself. Sort of like the entire plot of Superman 2. Yes. Correct. That's that's rule. That's going back. So that's number four. What, what do you think in number four? Do you want to you want to throw something out? No. I, here's what I'm going to go. I mean, based on the fact that none of, none of what we're doing now, the podcast, you know, the direction that innovation has taken over the last 50 years. I mean, none of that is possible without the computer. And so I want to. I'm going to. So I'm can I go. guess what you're going to say? You can guess. The father of the um, of the. Um, First mechanical computer. You're going to talk about uh, Charles Babbage. I am a polymath, a British wow. polymath, my friend, who is the father of modern computing. He's considered to be the father of computers. Yes, indeed he is. Not not physically. I mean, to my knowledge, his wife or lover never gave birth to a computer, but using it sort of as a colloquialism, he's considered to be the father of computing. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's incredibly. Uh, so there you go. That's four right there. And I, I mean, you, you, there's room for plenty more. But I, I think it would be tough to argue that those, those four guys should be in the conversation. Can we agree we would never in a million years advocate a, uh, a patent lawyer um, being on the Mount Rushmore? No. What do patent lawyers contribute to the overall innovation? Or a judge? Nope. You, no, you can't be a functionary in the system. You have to be an innovator. Yeah, I, I completely agree. You know what's interesting? And I, I, know, I know you get on me about this, and I know you get upset with me at times. At times. About certain things. What I wear, how I wear my hair. Um, Which looks delightful today. Thank you. For those of you who can't see it. I'm getting a cut on Monday. Okay. But anyway, um, of the four people we just named who all unquestionably are top ten inventors. Yeah. 
two of them are not in the IP Hall of Fame. Why does that not surprise me? I'm, I'm shocking, right? Yeah. Um, why does that not surprise me? But anyway, I mean, and I'm not going to go off on the IP Hall of Fame, except to say, except to say that if you want to go to a website and see the undead, right? See the undead. Go to the IP uh, Hall of website and take a look at that. And again, that's a that's a, a gander. It's, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of uh, luminaries, some very very well um, established people like Mark Lemley. Um, Heinz Goddard, a lot of folks who are in the IP space, very well respected in the IP space. Speaking of which, why don't we get to the Mount Rush less? Oh, let's do that. So the four people who you think, um, I mean, how, how would you put it, just just suck? Yeah, that are in the IP space and suck. Yeah, the complete opposite of the Mount right. Rush more. Yeah. So, wow. I'll tell you what, that's a, that is tough because, again, as we said before, you did, uh, getting that down to four... But can, I, say, can I just say something out of the bat? You know how in some of these tournaments, right, like when you get to the playoffs, right, whether it be Premier League or the NFL playoffs uh-huh. or the NFL, uh-huh. um, you have this concept of buys, right? You know, if you're a really good team, yeah, like yeah. Yeah, typically you buy. the juggernaut New England Patriots yeah. get a buy right. in yes. the first round because they're so good. Can we just agree Mark Limley gets a buy and is on, on the, the thing? Yeah, we can put it up there. We've, we've got the evidence on that. Th- those facts are in evidence. See podcast episode one-ish something. Okay. I mean, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. And, and if you want to, I would, I would suggest if anyone has a question as to why he, he is so elite in his awfulness that, that he gets the buy. Mm-hmm. Right? He's so bad. Yeah. The road to the Super Bowl goes through... Goes through Levin. Levin. The road yeah. to Mount Rush last goes, <laughs> goes through, through Levin's Levin. office. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that's correct. He is. But I would say this. I would say take a look at his uh, acceptance speech to the uh, 2014-13 Hall of I Fame. Don't do that. It literally is still going on. I mean, he started giving it three years ago in Berlin. It's still fucking yeah, going Well, if he just, if he yeah. just read his bio... No, I mean, he just... While we, while we, while we um, are sitting here, he's, he's tweeting on his... Um, on his uh, you know, on his uh, on his feet. I mean, he's probably in his office somewhere. I mean, I, it's amazing he's doing it while he's giving that speech. But he's tweeting about uh, um, President Trump, and he's tweeting about tweeting about. Uh, hung- Here, here's his latest: Who among us hasn't hired a Hungarian fascist for a key national security position? What? District Court in Hawaii grants nationwide TRO against Muslim travel ban. Like he's excited about this. He's an idiot. Yeah. Can we just agree to that? He's an idiot. Number one sign that it rained a lot this winter. There is a small redwood sapling growing out of our woodshed roof. This this is good. See, this is why Twitter uh, Twitter should only be handed out once you've proven yourself to have something to say. And our innovation is fueled by immigrants. Yeah. Only one vote in, and already the Oscars are more diverse than the Trump administration. What a douche. All right, so we're done with him. He's... he's Wow. 8.38 million award to BMG in the Cox copyright case. Seems high. Seems high to who? Him? In eight years under Obama, we didn't have a single fake terror attack. Trump has had three in the first month. Yeah, I, 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 you know, one of my theories, right? One of my, you know, how everyone in life has this theory, as a theory right, that sure. they believe in, and, and, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I always thought that members of Congress should have shot collars, and the shot collars should be increased 
voltage should obviously be applied at certain amount, certain amount frequencies, amounts, levels when they lie, right? Okay. And oh, I well, think people okay. who How are you tweet power that with like some sort of small nuclear, nuclear power reactor. Nuclear power. Yeah, it's, okay. That's also racist. You can say nuclear power. You can't say it. You can't. It's racist. Mm-hmm. Haven't you read Lemley's tweets on the subject? Well, no, because I don't have Twitter. Because I. But anyone who tweets something incredibly stupid, mm-hmm. or we'll call it titanically stupid, mm-hmm. should also should have be, shot, should be shocked. Okay. I don't disagree with that at all. Again, power source is going to be a problem. Yeah. But I don't disagree with that at all. An idiot and his Twitter account is what you could call that. Would that, would that be the title of Lemley's biography? That would be the title of his life story, correct. Good for So, him. okay, we've got Lemley at the front and center. Yeah. Uh, there, there's literally not enough mountain on Mount Everest to sculpt that fucker's head. No, no. But that's a different podcast. We've already been over that. And again, I'll, as our as our producer reminds us, you know, one we have live lines here. So if you go on um, the IP Wire site, you can you can interact with us during these live um, podcasts. But also, uh, we are uh, going to be having some guests coming up, and we've invited Lemley on to debate his positions on everything from Twitter to uh, nuclear power to the Trump administration. Whatever he wants to talk about. So we, we, we've invited him on. So far, he hasn't responded. Um, but our producer assures me that he is, um, uh, he is, he is on it. So Lemley, who, who else would you put up there? Man, again, it's tough because there's so many excellent choices. Uh, well, how about, how about uh, I mean, I'm sure he'll be on any number of mounts, more or less, uh, but how about our, our former commander-in-chief, uh, one Barack Obama? Thanks to him, we have the AIA, we have the PTAB, we have patent trials, uh, all, of, all of that. We have Michelle Lee, who may wind up, I'm, we're, we're not quite there yet, but may wind up accompanying uh, some other folks on Mount Rushless. Uh, we have her sitting at the, still apparently, currently the director of the USPTO, uh, thanks to one former Barack, from former President Barack Obama. You think Do you that? wish someone would report on that and what's happening there? The USPTO yeah. thing? Yeah, no, I mean, you can't get coverage on that anywhere. Literally no one is talking about who is currently the director of the PTO. Where would you go to find that out? Well, you would think you would want to go to one of the more, you know, reputable IP blogs Like IP Wires? IP Wire would be a place you could go for sure. Um, Let me ask you a question. Say you had a patent and you needed it to be analyzed. What would you do with it? I'd run it through IP. What's the automation IP? of innovation, my friend. Excellent. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I definitely would do that. It would be the first thing I'd do. So we've got Mark Lemley. Mm. We've got Barack Obama. Barack Obama. How about the entire federal circuit? Court of Appeals. Yeah, okay. I'll tell you what. I, the jury's still out. Can we, get, can we do that? Can we make a bad pun? The jury's still on some of the newer appointees. See, now, if Lemley were here, he would say, there are no juries at the Federal Circuit. <laughs> my good man. That's an appellate court, my good man. <laughs> you didn't go to Stanford. Not <laughs> a Stanford man. You can tell because you're not wearing a scarf. He's, he's literally the Thurston Howell III of academia. Can we agree on that? Absolutely. Lovey, come here. Although the Fetch my miter saw. <laughs> The difference between him and Thurston Howell is that he wouldn't have lasted a second on Gilligan's Island because the skipper would have killed him like that. That's true. And also, we should say Jim Bacchus, who played Thurston Howell, was the voice of Mr. Magoo. Uh, yeah, also true. And I doubt Lemley's ever done that. 
McGuire, although he is sort been of the voice cartoonish. of Mr. McGinn. He's cartoonish. He's, yeah, he's absolutely. The things he says are cartoonish. I could just, but he'd be a good addition. And we've invited him on. And again, we're waiting to hear. But he would be a good addition to this, just so he could look at you and go, <laughs> obviously, yeah. don't understand. Look down his nose at you. Obviously. <laughs> how many how many books have you been cited in? You're only in the FBI. None is the answer to the question. I've trashed the FBI in my Twitter feed. Suck it. Anyway, okay, so we've got it. All right. So we've got Lemley. Yes, indeed. We've got uh, Barack Obama. He got a buy. He just he got a buy all the way through. <laughs> yeah. He got all, all the way through. through. Again, the road to the Mount Rush list goes yep. through his his office up there in Palo Alto. Mm. Um, we got the entire federal circuit. Now we have to go to number four. Trying to figure how out do who, you, how do you represent the entire federal? Do you just do like just a sort of generic mashup? Well, they have a logo. The you know. Oh, they, okay, all right, fair enough. We can put the logo on. Yeah. Maybe the Mount Rush Less of IP is sponsored by the Federal Circuit. It could certainly be. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we've, we've got uh, former President Obama. We have uh, Mark Lemley. We have the Federal Circuit on the Mount, perhaps even sponsoring the Mount. Uh, who would you go with as a follow-up to, uh, to that? Well, that's a good one. That's a good question. We, we talked a little bit about Michelle Lee. We did. I, I think she could earn a spot, but we've only got one spot left. And, and we don't want to just give it away. Right, because no. sort of giving it away to somebody is sort of conceding that um, you know we're giving up, and I, I I'm not prepared to do that. Okay. So so you, you I, to me, you have to take a look at the folks in the IP space that are doing the most damage to patenting and innovation. Right, Lemley is an easy one because he's 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 that dangerous combination of being a moron. Mm. And being a shill for the the, the lobby yeah, of, the, of, of efficient infringers. Correct. But the technology companies that are all about dampening the rights of patent owners, all about taking inventions oh, yeah. that um, uh, individual inventors have, have come up with, and in the other hand, okay. just, just pop quiz: What are the only valuable patents in Google's eyes? The ones that Google owns. Correct. Right. Correct. Good job. A plus. Yeah. So to your point. So I think I think that whole efficient infringer lobby. And I, look, I'm not one for um, these catchphrases, these fancy uh, logos or T-shirts or no. any of that stuff. Although I will say, um, we've been uh, told by uh, we, we, you know, we, we're a growing podcast, so um, you know, we're always looking for new avenues. And this whole uh, relationship with Nick and Sam's here in mm -hmm. Park City's the home of the 24 ounce T-bone steak, which you can enjoy with or um, by yourself or with a, with a date uh, as a, a T-bone for two, um, they, they've given us a little swag to give out today. So uh, for the first 10 people that uh, email us and comment on our podcast or comment on our, our LinkedIn corporate page, we'll be sending you a swag bag from Nick and Sam's. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right. And if you can get yourself down here, that's what you want to do. If you bring that swag bag into the Nick and Sam's, I'm sure they'll they'll do a little something for you. They will, of special. course, of course, yeah. of course they will. So, Chef so John write to us, Chef let John. us know. Chef John will take care of you, Miles, the whole crew here. We want to thank them, um, all the folks that have stopped us and uh, have, uh, have have sort of you know recognized us from the podcast and from um, from our, our work uh, with with uh, the automation of innovation have have been great. We're really excited about that, and, and also um, a shout goes out to. Um, 
you know, so, some of the inventors that were out here to see us today. We had a couple of inventors that came all the way in from uh, from uh, West Texas. Mm-hmm. Guy Fielder was here, mm-hmm. and and, uh, and uh, always enjoy Guy. Always enjoy Guy, and he's got a couple of folks with him. So uh, again, um, we we appreciate, and, and, and we're getting to the point now where we have you know five or six people here with us who are who are watching these things. So again, we we didn't anticipate this would happen, but we're we're excited nonetheless. It does sort of make it a little different to be performing in front of a live studio audience. Like definitely that. different. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. definitely different. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I think so. I think we're good then. I think we've got. Um, I think we've got the, the Mount Rushless down. We've yeah. got uh, Barack Obama. Yep. Yeah. We've got the entire Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit. Yeah. We've got the efficient, you know, the technology companies who don't want to, over, who are using the uh, words of one of my famous articles, pulling up the ladder um, behind them in the in the. Is that one of your Forbes articles? Yeah, it is. Nice. Uh, And then, of course, uh, uh, Grandmaster Mark Lemley, who received the buy all the way through. There's currently more people awake watching this podcast than in any legal course he's ever taught. Can you imagine being in one of his classes? Can you? No. First of all, I wouldn't get into the law school. I just wouldn't get in. Well, you don't even know that there are no juries at the Federal Circuit. We've already established that here today. Oh, well. Somehow I have to press on without it. Well, it's it's interesting, and, and you know, would, 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 all these people who are so busy telling us what they think about politics and all that stuff, um, the, you know, they could actually focus more on their own industry, and maybe start looking at some of these large public companies that are giving away uh, licenses for free to their patent portfolio by signing up for these efficient infringer schemes like the Lot Network. Good, good night. Yeah, and, and and maybe maybe our boy. Grandmaster Mark could look at that instead of you know, telling us why Barack Obama was such a good president when we've already established he's hand in hand, arm in arm with your boy. Yeah, right next to him. Right next to him. Probably, you opinion. gotta admit that would probably send a little bit of a shiver down the Grandmaster's I'll tell you what, it's a great uh, it's a great example for school children everywhere to see those two yucca pucks right next to each other on the Mount Rush less, isn't it? That yeah, hello, teach a lesson. Hello ankle monitor, right? Hello ankle monitor. <laughs> Correct. Not allowed within 50 yards of a Chuck E. Cheese. Correct. Yeah. All right. Well, but I enjoyed that. And I got to be honest with you. That was a, uh, that was a, that was a fine thing we've just done there. A, so. a veritable tasty treat of podcast-ism. Yeah. This is, this is a buffet. A smorgasbord. With a sneeze guard. A sneeze guard. Yeah. Of a lot of delicacies. Indeed. And, I, and I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm, we're excited, um, again, to have the folks here who are watching this live. We want to be thankful, and we want to thank the folks at Nick and Sam's Grill in Park Cities for their rolling out the red carpet and the sumptuous uh, buffet. And, again, remind you all to reach out to us for the uh, swag bags that we have to give out. Um, and we look forward to doing this again with you in the very week. near future. Yeah. All right. And we're out.